Hi, this is Noga with Noga Coach Consultant. So, I have the dryer going right now, and you might hear it in the background, but I hope it's not too much of a distraction. It's not too much noise. So, please bear with me. I think we've departed from just straight resilience. Just just talking about the human experience is actually really front and center to resilience. So we talked in our last conversation about our interpersonal connections as opposed to science. And we asked the question, which one is more important? So I think this leads straight into an additional really critical component of resilience, and that's the waiting, not waiting like patience, like waiting like uh, the weight that we place on approval, the weight that we place on what's currently been established. In the uh, HR world, they call that best practices. Best practices maybe to this point. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's so cool to recognize that people constantly evolve, constantly change, constantly come up with new cool ideas. And I love that. That's one of my favorite things. So let's embrace it. Let's take that that sort of nebulous area drawing outside the lines. Let's take that by the horns. So part of resilience is that dignity component that we talked about. And dignity, just to sum it up, is essentially sticking to your mission and vision for you not betraying yourself. And potentially, part of your mission and vision is standing up for those people who are most important to you interpersonally. One of the other components that we touched on more um, more strongly in that episode is standing up for you and your mission and vision. Now, let's depart a bit and come back to it. When it comes to approval, we're often led to go along the path that somebody else has established. And I I think we can always learn from each other. Always. Somebody might have a really cool idea that I want to try out. But It's also possible for somebody to have a really cool idea that you want to sample from and come up with your additional sort of idea from or departure from, a version of. There are a lot of ways of putting that. One of the really amazing things about your brain is that you come up with cool different things. I might teach you something simple. One plus one equals two. And then 
you might say, oh yeah, what happens if I, I add an additional one? And then what happens if I do it a lot of times? So then one times one, sorry, one times three equals three. So, right, if I add one to itself three times. And, and oh man, you know I love math. If you've been <laughs> listening to my podcast, that's like kind of the more uh, tangible sort of application. But that also goes for human thought. So I might teach somebody how to cook. Somebody who really doesn't feel like this person can cook. And I might teach them how to cook my, uh, I guess, uh, at least what I deem healthy things. And then this person might take it in a totally different direction and start cooking something that I've never even tried to cook or thought I could cook. And that is so cool. That is so cool. And that sort of departure and innovation, they call it, in the world of HR and business, is one of the most magical, amazing things about people. It's, it's why people are so intrigued by having kids. The kid learns whatever it is that you teach them, and they take it in another way that you haven't thought of. In Hebrew, the word for magic is kesen. And the word for money is kesef. <laughs> know that they're quite similar. Kesen, kesef. They're quite similar. And, and indeed, some of the more tangible things that, at least in the U.S., are considered to be fact are actually magic are actually kesen. For example, medicine. So the concept of medicine is that whatever chemical combination has been developed gives an effect after some period of time. What the effect is, not 100% guaranteed. (laughs) That, of course, like, everything is tangible or it's uh, efficacious to a certain degree of error. And there's an assumed error. There's an um, allowed error. So, if I'm a person who doesn't accept any error, maybe I wouldn't accept the error that medication enables or not enables um allows that's possible okay but let's come back to resilience so we can talk about medicine all day but uh, (laughs) i of course i'm a nerd and i love math i love science i love medicine i love all that stuff but more than all of those academic things I love people and I love this this space this kesen this 
magical creation of innovative thought. Things I never thought of ever. <laughs> so cool. Now, some people might disagree with the things that I think of. That's fine. That's fine. But that's something that we need to recognize. People will come up with different thoughts. And with regards to resilience, recognize your boundaries for letting in those diverse thoughts. Maybe you just don't want to let in different thoughts. Maybe your major thing is committing your thought or your thought process to exploring the the ideology that you've come up with. Okay, that's fine. That's totally fine. That's your entitlement. Every person has the entitlement to come up with their own mission and vision and to change it if they so choose. So as you're being approached, or maybe you're not being approached, but maybe you're reading, maybe you're seeing things on social media which betray or or sway from your thought process, you don't have to go with it. Or you can choose to go with it somewhat. And not entirely. And that's cool. That's your choice. That's your entitlement. So part of sticking to your mission and vision is also having boundaries around approval. It's possible that people will think, oh yeah, I super, super agree with that. Or people might say, you are off the wall and you're totally wrong. And they're entitled to that choice. And you're also entitled to not care <laughs> one way or the other. I, there are consequences to all of your choices, whether or not you care, whether or not it matters, whether or not you pursue approval. Let me invite a, an intersection of these two things. There's dignity, there's standing up for your mission and vision, and there's also boundaries on approval. That sort of acknowledgement of the limitation that you're willing to acknowledge around how much weight you put on that, on approval, on other people's opinions. Sometimes approval amounts to monetary reward and it matters, such as with in sales, such as such as in business. So maybe that does matter a lot. Maybe that's fine. That's business. But for you personally, what matters? There's there's a difference between what you say outright and what you say to numero no <laughs> to yourself. So stick to you. Stick to you. 
recognize the boundaries on those external components. Choose wisely. Choose the waiting that you prefer. And in so doing, you can stick to your mission and vision. All right. That's the tip for the day. Stick to you. Don't weigh so much or draw the (laughs) limitations for how much weight you put on external approval. Signing off, this is Noga with Noga Coach Consultant. Have a great day. Hi, this is Noga in Chicago. I have felt defeated by people who have spent, I think, three years in school and received a MD after their names, which allowed them to make diagnoses of the projection or prognosis of the remainder of my life. And I think that that fortune-telling is dangerous. I think it's potentially very harmful. I have, without going into detail, I have suffered quite a lot of trauma. But there is no trauma as terrifying and defeating as the message that I've received from neurologists you are going to get worse and there is nothing you can do about it that is the exact opposite of everything that Noga Coach Consulting does everything what I what I attempt to bring to each individual that wants to grow, that wants to improve, that is willing to reflect on maybe some not great patterns of behavior and thought is empowerment, that they are capable of affecting change for the positive. This message from these people who learned for three years Oh, maybe they learned for six. Maybe they got an MD, PhD, whatever. I don't care if you learned for 10 years. Never speak that way to anyone, ever. Never defeat a person's soul. Never. How dare you? So people in the COVID day and age, are all worried about whether or not you live or die because death is forever is permanent but let's talk about the uh the non-physical form of death and that is disregard ignoring that the those are easy things to do if you want To kill somebody, you can, without being persecuted in the court of law. 
And if a doctor chooses to kill somebody's soul, they won't get persecuted either. So I hate, <laughs> I hate that I use this quote all the time. But as Uncle Ben said in Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. And I think most people recognize the power and uh, regard that are that is given to people with an empty after their name. But I think too often we disregard the power of the voice that you have as simply a human being. The ability to speak is enough. Is enough. It takes a person with high confidence to disregard fully the garbage things that you might allow yourself to say. And at that point, then the responsibility, as Uncle Ben says, comes at you a million fold. Don't say horrible things. Think thoroughly about how the things that you're saying might be regarded by the listener and also recognize that no matter how hard you think you might miss the mark you might not get every single thing that the person takes from what you're saying and that is also something which can change with time let's say I say one two three to you today in 10 minutes, you might think, why did she say one, two, three? Maybe she's testing my ability to count. And, and I can come up with lots of different ideas, but the fact is, your perception will determine how you see things. And that perception might change, which means your ability to speak, the simple act of speaking has much more power than we give regard to. We talk about social media, we talk about all these different things which might make your voice heard by many people. Okay, cool. But don't forget that there's power there is so much power in your voice. And with great power comes great responsibility. So before you allow yourself to rattle off something, because you're having some sort of emotional minute, think. And then follow that up with ask. Because once you ask the receiver of your message, that opens up the possibility for that message to change. Not because you don't have integrity or you say things you don't mean, but because 
then the audience hears that you're potentially flawed. You might have said something that you don't mean. And maybe that something that you said, which is perceived to be extremely hurtful, has been articulated differently than what you intended. And then you can redo it. You can tell the person, I'm so sorry, that it's not how I meant to articulate myself. Let me try that again. And you can have a conversation. But so long as there isn't a discussion, there isn't a touching base, there isn't the question, how do you see it to the other? Then you're alone. And they're alone. And we're all not benefiting from one another. Another tip in the effective listening arsenal. All right. Signing off, this is Noga in Chicago. Have a great day.